Channel Attitude subscribers, we will be rolling out an upgrade to our site in the near future to improve site performance and your experience. So sometime within the next few weeks, you will receive an email requesting you to recreate your password for the upgraded site. To ensure this email doesn't go to your spam folder, please whitelist info at channelattitude.com. That's info at channelattitude.com. RSS feed URLs may change for some of you. If that happens, you can grab the new one in your dashboard when the upgrade goes live. Your feedback and suggestions have helped shape this upgrade, so keep those coming in the future. And again, the email is info at channelattitude.com to whitelist or add to your address book. Be on the lookout for that email over the next few weeks. This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the Antichrist of professional wrestling! David O'Kip on the world title! I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. Now you're the editor, right? Mankind did it! Jumpy, jumpy, uh, beep, beep! Goldberg steered Russo on the cake! I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, 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 everybody. Uh, to castrating the marks. I am Vince Russo. And this is Jeff Lane. And Jeff, speaking of castrating the marks, we're going to start off hot today. All right. Uh, because I do want people to understand the reason why we do this show. So, you know, Jeff, I always go on, you know, just because it's in my, uh, you know, w- what's the thing on the side when you keep shows you go to all the time? What do they call that? The recommendations? No, oh, you know, where you keep your, your sidebar, your, your bookmark. Your bookmarks. Book. It's in my bookmarks, bro. So whenever I want to just stay on top of wrestling and what's going on, I go to Wrestling Inc. Okay? So I am going to read a story today because, you know, you know, my name was in the headline, Jeff. Yeah, I saw that. That's got to be the phoniest headline I've ever Are heard. You, in my uh, life. Uh, 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 yeah, I'm not going to spoil it, but I know what you're talking about. All right. I'm going to read to everybody the story, and then I'm going to read the headline. And it's by Eric Mutter. That motherfucker. Motherfucker. Eric Mutter, M-U-T-T-E-R. Okay, I'm going to read the story, then I'm going to give you the headline, okay? Vince Russo has long remained a polarizing figure in professional wrestling, dating back to his role in WWE's Attitude Era. Therefore, it's no surprise that his name provokes, Jeff, listen to this, such sharp reactions from those who hear it, such as Rob Van Dam. On the latest episode of One of a Kind, Russo came up with Van Dam sharing that he didn't really get to know Russo all that well while working together in TNA. That, that's true. But RVD has viewed Russo as a negative to wrestling due to some ideas he presented while in charge of WCW's creative. And it was one of the few conversations they had in TNA that really cemented RVD's already low opinion of Russo. Now, guys, I want you to understand journalism here because I do have a degree in journalism and I've been practicing journalism for many, many years. So here's what the, the mutter, uh, mutter effer said. RVD has viewed Russo as a negative to wrestling due to some ideas he presented while in charge of WCW's creative. Well, Jeff, why are there no Rob Van Dam uh, uh, quotes 
pertaining to that. See, there's no quotes. This is Mutter Effer saying he's viewed Russo as a negative of the wrestling. That's, that's, that's right there is why I don't use third-party sources for people. Meltzer said this. Well, I yeah. got to hear Meltzer say it because the, yeah. this is how they yeah, Exactly. Due to some ideas he presented while in charge of WCW's creative. Okay, well, what were those ideas? I mean, perhaps Rob Van Dam could be thinking something was my idea when I wasn't even with the company because I was in and out at the time. I never worked with Rob Van Dam at WCW, but there's no quotes there. But let's get to the TNA part. And it was one of the few conversations they had in TNA that really cemented RVD's already low opinion of Russo. Did you read, did, did you read anything about RVD saying anything about a low opinion? No, I didn't. No. Okay, I didn't. I mean, I'm I'm reading you the article verbatim. So he, 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 here are the quotes now. We did talk in TNA. He came up to me one time and he told me he wanted to turn Jeff Hardy heel, Van Dam said. And I thought that was the stupidest idea. I was like, me and Jeff are the top baby faces. We're rocking the crowds. The fans are screaming for RVD and Jeff Hardy. I thought you wait till things are stagnant when you do that. Now, again, bro, I, but Rob, Rob Van Dam can have his opinion and think what, whatever he wants to, you know, think, bro. But the reality of the situation, again, is, you know, bro, Hogan and Bischoff were a part of creative. And this is an idea that, you know, everybody agreed to. But of, but of course, it winds up being Russo's stupidest idea. But that's okay because I, I remember we did a huge angle that worked really well because I remember it was 10, 10, 10. That was that we kept saying something was going to happen on that day. Um, and, you know, bro, that 13 years ago we're talking. So Rob Van Dam continues. He was like, well, we're kind of at that point, which is what I also heard about me also much later from TNA Impact. He continued, but I was not for it. And I was like, I think that just sounds like you're taking something that works and putting a spin on it. Why? And bro, I just got it for the record. I don't remember this conversation at all with RVD, but if he says it took place, then, then it took place. And he said, well, Jeff is really behind it. He's really looking forward to it. And I was like, really? All right. Well, shit, do what you have to do. Okay. That's the story, Jeff. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. What? I was just going to say, even, even if he thought that idea was stupid, how does, how does that mean he has a low opinion of you because he didn't like one idea you, you had? Yeah. Well, and so here's the headline. Rob Van Dam gives reasons, reasons, Jeff. I only read about one. I, I, I only read about turning Jeff Hardy heel. Rob Van Dam gives reasons. He thinks Vince Russo is not good for pro wrestling. That's the headline, bro. <laughs> that is the worst headline ever. Then they wonder. Then they wonder why we do this show. Then they have they no integrity. Wonder. They have no integrity, these people. You know, at, 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 the, at the end of the day, we came up with an angle that we wanted to turn Jeff Hardy uh, heel, and we turned it into a big angle. And Eric and Hulk were, you know, just as in on it as I was. Jeff Hardy wanted to do it, okay? Rob Van Dam didn't think it was a good idea. That's fine. No problem. But Van Dam gives reasons he thinks Vince Russo is not good for pro wrestling is your headline? I, I, this, this is why we do this show. This is why we do this show. They must just hire anybody. Anybody, no, you, you you know who they hire, bro. People that will write write for them for free. That's who they hire, bro. People who will write for them for free or a penny a word. The, the, those are the people that they hire. But guys, that's that's why we do the show. It, it, the the comments from Rob Van Dam were basically, I didn't like this this angle Vince Russo did. There was nothing about WCW. How would he know in WCW what were my ideas? What weren't my ideas? Was I there? Was I not there? Okay, maybe he's talking about David Arquette. I don't I don't know. 
Maybe RVD didn't like the David Arquette thing. So we find out one instance where he didn't agree with turning Jeff Hardy heel. Where did he ever say Vince Russo was not good for the wrestling business in that whole entire article? And also, bro, since I'm on it, bro, I got some bad news for the brand members. I'm having a real difficult time with something. Okay. Jeff, you know how you and I have bitten the bullet with never raising prices? Well, we've raised them, but we haven't raised them in a long, in long, a long, long time. T- and it's so easy to do. It's it's so easy to do, guys. In the time we haven't raised the prices, every freaking streaming service I belong to—the phone company, my cable company, the the grocery store, the 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 gas pump—everybody else has raised freaking prices. Everybody else, but Jeff and I, I'm not going to speak for Jeff, but my theory is, bro, bro why am I going to pass it along to the consumer? There, there, there isn't a tree in the backyard, bro. There isn't a money tree for you to go in the backyard, pick the money tree, and send us more money. Okay, so what? why am I going to pass it along to you? So the reality of the situation is, Jeff, as much as I, have both taken a hit financially trying to secure the prices. Well, Jeff, I came to a situation where I no longer think that the prices can't be raised. And I've got a, I've got an answer to it. All right, bro. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Jeff, for the first time, now I have to pay for Peacock. Peacock has been part of my Xfinity plan for since peacock became a thing now i gotta pay for peacock you know what that means jeff now i've got to pay to watch the wwe network for the attitude era shows now i actually have to pay the wwe money to watch their shows which really 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 bothers me so this is what we're going to do bro i am asking uh brand members just to to get my head straight so every time i do a attitude era show i'm not i'm not stuck on the dilemma of paying money to the wwe so jeff i'm gonna ask every brand member every month bro send a dime PayPal me a dime. Every one of you, bro. 10 cents a month. 10 cents a month, bro. And it's not mandatory. I'm asking you out of the goodness of your heart because I I can't. Bro, it's $2.99 a month right now. It, 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 and that's locked in for a year. After a year, it's like $9.99. That's, that's going to be a whole other ball of wax. But at $2.99, Jeff, so if 30 people send me a dime a month, It's a wash. And then in my own mind, I can feel like I am not paying the WWE to watch their content. Is that fair, Jeff? Yeah, but what if everybody sends you a dime? Then you'll be making a, you know, yeah, billions cocks or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like Jeff, if everybody sends me a dime, I'll be making billions. No, billions. but yeah, that'd be a lot of peacock accounts. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, guys, please. It's it's in my head now. And I'm like, I I I, I can't I can't be putting money in their pocket, bro. I, I just I can't do it. I mean, I don't watch the pay-per-views. I just have to watch the Attitude Era show so I could do the review. So, guys, ten cents a month. All right, bro. You get any uh, any gifts this week? I did not. What about you? I did not, bro. So let's get down to business. I do want to say, Joe, though, Jeff. What? 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 Let's just talk about this real quick, Jeff. Real, 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 real because this freaking pops me. I swear to God, I love this stuff. AEW collision ratings fall to rampage levels in third week. Jeff, did we not say with the track record of two shows, Dynamite, Rampage, and now a third show, why did anybody think it was going to be any different, bro? 
Why? We sat here and said, why is it going to be any different? Did we not? They think wrestling is more popular than it is. I was watching this video game streamer I like to watch. Him and his buddies were playing the AEW game, and he doesn't watch wrestling at all. He's going through the roster. He knew who Sting was. He knew who Jeff Hardy was. He's like, don't know, don't know, don't know, don't know, don't know. Going through the roster, right? He knew who Jericho was. The people in the chat, oh, AEW is so popular and this and that. And I'm and I'm sitting there thinking, if you constantly have to tell people that something is popular, it's not popular. Right. You don't have to tell people if something is popular, if it's popular, because obviously they would already know. But people think that AEW is so popular and it's not, but I'm sure 300,000 people were out doing fireworks or something this yeah. Saturday night, 452,000 viewers. And, and, and Khan, by the way, has not commented on me pointing out that he is paying for the television time. You know, he'll, 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 he'll uh, comment on you. If you got five followers, 452,000 viewers, guys. Okay. And, and, and you think, you think TBS paid for that. Okay, bro. Keep, 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 keep thinking that, bro. Keep thinking that. All right. But, Jeff, you know, they, they just go to Wembley. That That's fine. Do your yeah. Wembley tickets. But guess what? Eventually that show is going to happen and that show is going to be over. And then you're yeah. not going to have that anymore. What's next? Yeah. Nobody's buying for the next, any of the other shows. They're not watching them on TV. Okay, great. When that Wembley's over, it's going to be a bad hangover for them going because yep. they're not going to have that card to play anymore. Yep. Yep. So, all right, let's castrate some marks. What do we got, Jeff? Well, I want to read an email from one of our listeners, Jason Swan, because he has a theory. Jason Swan. Okay, let's yeah. hear it. He's got a theory very similar to a theory you've had in the past. He says, after watching every single episode of Castrating the Marks, in my opinion, I am 100% convinced Dave Meltzer must have autism. And also, the way he times the wrestling matches is also a red flag, besides you know the fact that he talks about it nonstop. The reason why I say this is because I have an 11-year-old son who has been diagnosed who was diagnosed with autism 5 years ago and I have experience living with someone who is autistic. And from the age of 2, he's been obsessed with dinosaurs. That's all he would ever talk about every single day. And he's only recently shown interest in a couple of other things in the past year. So in his opinion, Dave Meltzer has the same traits as his autistic son talking about the same thing. Over and over. Yeah, bro. And, over. and, and he, 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 here's the little nuance with that that we hear every single week, Jeff. What do we hear every single week? Meltzer will correct Alvarez on the smallest thing. It's usually time. Two it, seconds. You, absolutely. Bro, come on, man. And listen, again, guys, listen, my, my wife teaches kids with autism. This is not a negative towards autism. At all, bro. But but I've been saying it, bro. The traits are there. Bro, listen, all you guys have to do is watch Rain Man. That's all you got to do, bro. Watch Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man, and you will see so many traits that Dave Meltzer has. So, yeah, yeah bro, yes, I still believe in that. Yes. All right, so thank you for that, Jason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I know you've uh, thought that we just we've never had any experience with it to right. you know think think otherwise. Oh, I j- I just got experience, you know, like I said, man, just watching that movie, and you know, bro, Dustin Hoffman studied people with autism, and like I said, bro, the two minute time corrections and knowing matches from fifty years ago, and man, bro, like seriously, I would think as an adult. If Meltzer has autism, he would know it. I, I would I would have to think that at this point in his life. And, and if he does and he does know it, I just don't know why he wouldn't say. I, I mean, if it were oh, me. It's nobody's I, business. If but I'd does. say it, bro. If I'm doing a show. Yeah, but every, you don't care about what people know about you. Some people oh, yeah, that's, don't, well, don't bro, want But he tells us about, business. you know, the skating parties <laughs> yeah, and the sleepovers true. and and didn't he didn't he knock over a celebrity or something going out for a yeah, pass? He, he ran over Dennis Miller. Remember yeah, he tells us. All, I mean, he share he shares the dates with us, his intimate dates where he's on the phone getting wrestling information. But okay, all right. Anyway, I right, go ahead, Jeff. 
All right, let's go to a Nick Houseman tweet. I I hate when 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 it's a tweet. I I love to see Nick, I, bro. I swear to God, I love. Well, then I, they got to stop making stupid tweets, and we won't. Get oh, it. I love seeing Nick Houseman and 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 Dave Meltzer on on camera. I love seeing them on camera. Go ahead, Joe. This was sent in by Austin Russell. Houseman tweets about to leave Boston for London. Let's do this. Hashtag Money in the Bank. I wait a minute, Jeff. I thought he just got married, was taking it easy, not going on the road. Now he's going to England for money in the bank. Well, I'm. It's been what a month. I mean, the taking it easy must be over. I mean, that I, we were saying it at the time. There's something weird. The first scrum, even though CM Punk wasn't on the scrum, he's back, and Houseman didn't go, and he had to put out the statement. How? Oh, I. I People are going to think I was told not to go, but no, I just got married and I'm taking it easy. That was in the United States. Now he's going to freaking Europe, London, overseas. Like, this is so – it's like, how can you say that and then then this? Bro, well, this is where we need the help of the brand. And you need to find out because, Jeff, here's the deal. If he took his wife with them, that's one thing. You go into a wrestling show in the UK, you're bringing your wife to London. Okay. The question is, did he bring the wife? That That is the question. Because I'll tell you right now, if he did not bring the wife and he went by himself to London to watch wrestling, he will be divorced within the next two years. <laughs> As a shoot, I'm telling you. So it's very important, bro, because it's almost like if he took his wife, what I'm saying is, if he took his wife, that's cool. If they went on vacation together, that's cool. If he went by himself, it's going to be game over, bro, like literally in two years. All right, let's go to a Dave Meltzer video. Yes. This was Dave on Chris Van Vliet's show. Bro, do you know, I saw on YouTube, and I swear, you know, he the, the dude interviewed me last week, Chris Van Fleet, and he was telling me about the Meltzer interview a little bit. Bro, I saw footage yesterday of the same Chris Van Fleet interviewing Sebastian Maniscalco and Robert freaking De Niro. Yeah, how, bro. How, how did he go from that to this? I that's what I want to know because <laughs> I I wish I would have known that before he, I did the interview with him because that's all I would have spoke about with him. He's bro, this guy's going from De Niro to Meltzer. Are you freaking serious, bro? De Niro from De Niro to Meltzer sounds like a good movie name or something. <laughs> and also notice the uh, satanic head on the back wall uh, behind Dave Meltzer, please. Notice the satanic head on his wall, bro. Now, this was sent in by Alex Anderson, Neil Danson, Greg Krasnoff, Charles Redmond, and Nicholas Bressi. Bro, I think we're getting a lot of new names, which I'm very, very, very happy about. I'm, I'm, thank you guys for contributing this stuff. Watch the demon head in the back. See it right there? Yeah, well, go back, Kurt go back. Heads in the way. Yeah, go back before Kurt Fish comes. Bro, that is literally higher. the head of a devil right there on his wall because our good friend that you, that you go at it with, uh, what's his name, Peter Bali, Baki, Bali, he pointed that out to me and circled it and zoomed in on it. Bro, I that's, guarantee you that's something a wrestler wears. Well, it's it's a satanic head. That yeah. That's all I know. I bro. bet you it's a wrestler mask. Okay, but go ahead. What a way to learn. Kurt Angle's never had a five-star match. Yeah, like, but he's, had a, he's had tons of four and three quarters, which is basically the same thing. It's just like the little. Not the wait a minute. Yeah, wait a is? minute. Wait Wait a minute. Did he just say four and three quarters is the same thing as five? Basically. Basically. No, the not same basically. Thing. No, he, 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 yeah. no, he said basically. Okay, so four and three quarters is basically the same number as five. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Gotcha. Yeah, like, he's, had a, he's had tons of four and three quarters, which is basically the same thing. It's just like the it's little. It's not the same thing. I love that yeah, Chris is. does that. You see what I'm saying, bro? I, that's why, I, bro, this guy challenged me a couple of times like that, and I'm totally cool with it. I'm totally cool with it. But I love the way he said it's not the same thing. Well, and it's 
not him being a dick. That's no, the fact. no, he's he, no, not at all, yeah. not at all. Yeah, yeah it's just like the it's little. It's not the same thing. Yeah, it is. Anything over four is is great. Yeah, could you say that uh, the Chris Benoit match at Royal Rumble was a five star match? I was pretty damn close. I like said Kurt Angle know? versus Samoa Joe in TNA. I never saw one as a as a five star match. I mean, five stars to me. Yeah, is well, like, guess what, like bro? Because who, who was writing TNA? Who was yeah. writing, bro? Do, do, do you think it's coincidental that I was almost at TNA for ten years and there was never a five star match at TNA with the great wrestlers that were there? Do you really think that's coincidental, bro? No, of course not. And we're gonna get to the statistics. Actually, they had one. It must have been when you weren't there, because they he goes through that later, and, okay. and it's ridiculous. Okay. I mean, five stars to me is like that's like the elite level. Five star. That's a big. That's a well, big benchmark for people. Yeah. Well, it shouldn't be because if you're at four and three quarters, that means I'm thinking that you should be considered for match of the year. See, see this is the this is the autism stuff, bro. Like, I don't think that's autism. I think that's that's he doesn't know the he doesn't have an explanation because it's well, ridiculous. What I was gonna say is, bro, I think he is the only one who understands what he's saying. I think he totally understands what he's saying. And, and and whenever you listen to him, everybody else is saying, what? Four and three quarters and five are the same thing? I honestly think, Jeff, he believes what he's saying. I, I just think he's talking out of his ass personally. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, like in this tweet, this was sent in by Daniel Solis. So last week, it's been two weeks ago, by the time this comes out, AW did a bad number on Wednesday for Dynamite. It was like eight eight hundred nine thousand or something like that. So was Meltzer, that the College World Series? No. no. Well, maybe yeah, yeah. And you know what? It might have been. I don't know. Yeah, it might it might have yeah. been that night. But Meltzer puts out this tweet. I just did the weekly numbers. TV is so far down this week. AEW's record low on Wednesday was actually its highest placing in weekly numbers in a long time. TV viewing was way down last week, except WWE is on fire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and, and that, that right there is really the end of the conversation, bro. You know, WWE is gr- not, 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 well, I, I don't know if they are growing the raw number. You, you wouldn't think it by watching the show. But uh, you know that that SmackDown number, but that's that that's the end of conversation right there, bro. You you can't. It's it's wrestling bro, to wrestling. If TV yeah. is down for the whole week, right? Then why would if that's the reason, right? It would happen for both. There can't be a wrestling increase on WWE programming on SmackDown on Friday, and the same night, uh, Rampage goes down. That's got nothing to do with people watching or not watching TV at all, bro. It's so weird to say, well, because a lot of people aren't watching TV, that's why. But if there was something they wanted to watch, they would be watching TV. That's like me going out to the mailbox and uh, I was supposed to get a letter from you, but it's not there. And I'm like, Vince, I didn't get any letters from you this week. Well, a lot of people didn't send mail this week. Well, what's that got to do with you not sending me a letter? Right. No. What, exactly. what does a lot yeah. of people not watching TV have to do with AEW people not watching AEW? Absolutely. It's, it's just a, an excuse. Yeah. That's all it yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, if they, if they, like Jeff said, if they're not watching TV on that particular night, why are they not watching TV? Because there's nothing on TV they want to watch. AEW is on. AEW is on, bro. So if they want to watch AEW, they will watch AEW. But there's no reason to, I mean, he blows it with that last line, pointing out how dumb he is with the WWE comment. He should have just left that out to get his narrative out there. But there's no reason to tweet this unless it's propaganda. His point is to say, yes, AEW had a record low, but it was the highest placing it's had in a long time. Why would you even and tweet that unless you don't have an agenda to make the number look better than it actually was. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Let's go to Wade Keller. This was sent in by Gabe tough and Wade is talking about using real life 
stories for wrestling, like real life thing, things that happen in real yeah. life, putting them into yeah. wrestling storylines. I don't see it as, as this bonus to pop business. I see it as something that gets in the way of focusing on what you're in control of always, which is building up strong ales, strong baby faces, strong overall characters with a bond with the audience and telling great stories where they get settled in the ring. And if you just get hung up on, oh, but this is going to be real. I Like in the 2000s, it was like, especially after the, the Montreal screw job, the whole thing with Brett and Vince, everybody wanted to trick the internet fans, the smart fans, the newsletter fans, whatever, into thinking something was more real than it was. And it's like, I just... To me, that's just a, a distraction, and it's 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 an insecurity within the locker room with the bookers and the writers going, telling a great fake story isn't good enough. We need to fool people. Or time out for fake- can I stop him right here? First of all, right. I want to point out I I love I love the fact that Wade Keller is saying this is my opinion. Because you never get that from Meltzer. He, he's saying that's his opinion. But my question is. What were we trying to fool people with during the Brett Sean Montreal screw job? Every everything you saw, bro, was a hundred percent real. What, what I don't understand, like, what were we? You know, Sean and Brett did not like each other. Brett pulled Sean's head out of his hair. Brett did not want to do a job for Sean. The the screw job was real. Uh, Brett didn't know about it. Brett punched Vince McMahon in the face. Brett leaves the company. What was not? What, what? How are we fooling people with any of that? I almost feel like he's talking about two different things at the same time. Because if you're using real life and storylines, you're not trying to fool people into believing it happened because it happened. Just like right. those examples you just laid out. It sounds like what he's actually arguing against is doing a fake angle to make people think something is real when it isn't, and then putting that on the show. That's completely that's, right. That's right. A, yeah. I feel like he's confusing himself with yeah, two because, different things. Yeah, bro. And so everything. And then he's talking about 2000, but he's using Brett and Sean, like, and the Survivor Series as an example. I, I don't, I don't yeah. know what happened in 2000, bro. I wasn't there, but nobody was trying to fool anybody over the Survivor Series. Yeah, because if something really happened and you're using it, you're not fooling them because it right. happened. If right. you if you try to make something look like a shoot when it's not, that sounds like what he's arguing against. Yeah. But enough, we need to fool people. Or a fake rivalry won't be as good as a real rivalry. It won't be. And t- See, but then that's two different things. If it's yeah. a real rivalry, you're not fooling people. It's real. Yeah, right. and, not, and, and, a, and a fake rivalry will never be better than a real rivalry because with a real rivalry, Jeff, there's real emotion. There's not fake emotion, bro. There is real emotion. When when Scott Steiner was cutting promos on Ric Flair, that's real emotion. That is going to be better than a fictitious promo. I mean that that that's a no brainer because it's real to the performer. A fake rivalry won't be as good as a real rivalry, and to me, it's like just whatever story you tell should be great, whether it's real or not. And that extra that comes with it being real comes with baggage, and it can get in the way of all these other things. I don't. It doesn't mean steer clear of anybody fighting who's really opposed to each other. I think CM Punk and Kenny Omega could have a great main event for AEW, but you should have that match, I would argue, regardless of real-life heat, because you think you can tell a really good story with those two, whether it resembles reality or not. And I know, you know, Todd Martin. I just don't know how, if, if there is real emotion on the part of the performer something real to them something that means something to them something that they are upset about or hot about how could he think that would not be better than something totally made up they don't think that they they don't think about that stuff like well these people aren't actors they're not thinking about that they're not thinking about how it's going to look on camera they're not thinking about, like you said, the emotion. They're, not, they're like, I don't think they look at it that way. I mean, but he, bro, he is clearly confused because he's yeah. bouncing back and forth between uh, a fake, a fake shoot and an actual shoot. He's, bro, he's I was, I was back and forth. I was clearly pissed off at Hulk Hogan 
for what he pulled the night at Bash at the Beach. I, I was clearly pissed off when he had agreed to do, you know, what he said he was going to do. And then at the last hour, he changed it. If that had not happened, you think I'm going to be as pissed off at him in a fake storyline? Like, that? that's absurd, bro. Yeah, I don't think they they even think of things like that. Yeah. You, you, they don't know, bro. Uh, unless you've been there and done it, you don't freaking know, bro. Let's go to Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, sent in by Francesco Castano, and these two opening their Forbidden Door review show in the only way they know how. And uh, aside from some injuries, I mean, it seems the whole day kind of went off without a hitch, Dave. Yeah, pretty much. How many of these freaking shows does somebody get hurt on? Now it's just like, hey, well... Y- we know that's going to happen. That's a given. So besides that, yeah. everything was great. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they just blow over injuries like they're nothing. Nothing. Because they aren't. Because they're not no, They're not the ones in the ring getting injured, bro. All right. Let's go to just Alvarez. I don't know if this was a documentary on Alvarez or what this was. This is some video from like eight years ago where Alvarez was being interviewed this is sent in by Chris Dice the second, and he's talking about uh, wrestling fans or being a wrestling fan. There's a huge crossover between wrestling fans and fans of the paranormal. Like, you don't go up to your friends and go, hey, I think I saw Bigfoot. You don't talk about your wrestling fandom to your buddies. There was a period in the 90s when it was cool. But in general, as a wrestling fan, you like something that's not cool in the mainstream. At least he's admitting that. Right. I mean, at yeah. least he's admitting that because the, the, the these neck be- like these neck beers think this is cool. Yeah. And that's that was eight years ago. So. A lot has happened in eight years negatively for right. the amount of customer base. Right. Right. I mean, this is even prior to AEW. I mean, AEW wasn't even around right. when he said that. So now AEW comes in. There's a second company and we have less people watching. That should tell you something. But yet he's talking about wrestling not being cool while while he's wearing a Ralph Macchio headband, bro. <laughs> like, which is very okay. So wait a minute, wrestling ain't cool, but that thing you're wearing on your head—that's cool, bro. And and they're into paranormal. What wrestling fans? I, I've never i've never I mean, made that even connection even eight in my years life. ago i never made that connection I've in never, the 90s, I, I, I so obviously connection. we now know that brian alvarez is into the paranormal obviously <laughs> yeah i guess this I, I don't even know how to set this up without just telling you what this is so center by gabe tough this is a bunch of wrestling marks podcasters playing guess the nipples oh no bro come on number four Buzz in when you're ready. That's the most generic pair of nipples I've ever seen. Sullivan <laughs> <laughs> so probably been his. Rid- riddle. Incorrect. So, so this is a UK. This is, a, is this a UK show? I'm hearing a UK accent. Uh, I believe everybody but one at the table has a UK accent. Okay, so this is a this is a UK show. We've been down this oh. road before, bro. Incorrect. So what happens if you have nipples? I love now. Now, now again, I want to point this out again, Jeff. We can go back to the beginning, but bro, seriously, think about if any of these guys at this table are married. Like so, so think about me sitting at this table playing this game, and my wife Amy seeing it online. <laughs> First of all, do you do you know how embarrassed she would freaking be? You know, you know, friends could see it, uh, people she works with. But even more important than that, how is she not saying to me, like, bro, is there something about you I should know? Like, what what, what do you do? What what is going on here, bro? I love generic nipples, too. The Miz. Incorrect. Who's our uh, silhouette guy? Fabian Iker. Yeah. Ollie. Fabian Iker. Oh, Sean. Austin Theory. It's Austin. Sap. Sap got it right. Sap knew whose nipples it was. Wait a minute. That's Sap in the room? Yes. Wait a minute. I didn't even realize that. Oh, my God. Sap is playing this game? On the left side. And he got it right. And and not only did he get it right, watch how he pops for getting it right. Oh, my God, bro. 
Austin Theory. It's Austin. Oh my God, bro. Oh, and he is married. We know that for a fact, bro. Oh, oh my God. How freaking embarrassing, bro. Why why do I figure that that wasn't a guess? (laughs) You know, like, oh my God. God, really, bro? That's the game? Bro, seriously, you know they're going to follow that up with crotch shots. (laughs) And somebody's going to say, oh, look, that's the Miz because he's got tiny balls. You you know that's next week's show, bro. (laughs) Oh, my God. Can Can you imagine if somebody asked me to participate in that? Like, seriously, can you imagine, bro? And And then they wonder why they have zero respect. No respect, bro. None. These people are they're they're just weird. Reverse that. What if they were doing that with females? Could you imagine? Let, let's see you and me do a video. Guess the nipples. And yeah. we do all the WWE females. What would those people be saying about us? Right. Exactly. Right? Yep. Sexist pigs. Yeah. But they can do that to men. Yeah. Right? They're so yeah. hypocritical. Weird, weird weirdos, bro. All right, let's go back to Meltzer on Chris Van Vliet's show talking about the five stars. This clip, uh, there's there's two clips put together. These were all combined, sent in by Adam Finch, Matthew Adeline, and Greg Krasnoff. New Japan is 82 five-star better. Yeah, well, I mean, I know. And and TNA has one. WWE has nine. Like, it just seems like, you know, there's a certain style of match that you prefer, and that's Well, I mean, the the, the the way that they build in Climax, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you not like the style of WWE matches no. versus New Japan? With with New Japan, the so, so he, he's clearly saying for any for any wrestling marks who put in in the ring who put any weight whatsoever into his star theory. What what Chris is revealing here is Meltzer is making it clear. It's his opinion. He is making clear this is the style of wrestling I like. He's making that clear. And yet you've got people like the Bucks and Omega and all these imbeciles that care what type of a match Dave Meltzer likes. And not only that, how many clips have we had of Meltzer saying, I don't grade it based on what I like, remember? Oh, my God, bro. Remember how many times he said that? But right here, Chris got it out of him, right? Yeah, yep. Yep. It just seems like you know there's a certain style of match that you prefer, and that's well, I mean the way that the way that they they build in climax, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you not like the style of WWE matches versus New Japan? With with New Japan, the the wrestlers are are technically so much better, and they're also better at building the perfect time for the finishes. Well, they wrestle Um, a very different style, and they do, and they do a lot of cross ups where you think you know where they're going, and then they're not. They 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 take you and they twist you. And with WWE, it is different in the sense that it's built upon repetitiveness and um, teaching the audience to pop for certain moves and then doing them. And in Japan, it certainly exists, but there is a lot more thought to going that one step deeper of this is where we're going and they're about to pop for this, so we're going to do this. And then they're going to pop. You know, I got to be honest with you. Guys, literally buckle yourself in if you're sitting down. I understand what he's saying. But but again, okay, bro, then what we're talking about is you prefer that type of style, and that is your opinion. That does not make it the better style, bro, and the majority prefer the other style that he's talking about. So, uh, bro, I swear to God, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that Chris got him to break it down like that because you know what, bro? That kind of makes a little sense. You know, you know, he, he, the rock was there. Like the people are waiting for the people's elbow. And when he delivers the people elbow, the people are going to pop. He's saying in Japan, it's not laid out that way. You know, you may think they're going one way, but they'll go. I totally understand that. But the fact that this guy is rating matches on a style that he prefers and it means anything to the wrestlers performing the match yeah that's the thing he's the one making the decision well because one company does it one way and one does it the other i'm going to say that this one's the better one right 
right. with, with no logical reasoning as to why. Because wow. if you look at the facts that you could look at, customers, ticket sales, well, the other one is more popular, makes more money. Yeah. So you would think just from a business sense that clearly the WWE's way over the years of doing things has been the better one. So That's very, very, very interesting, bro. Very interesting because I, I actually understood what he said. All right, let's go to Meltzer and Alvarez, sent in by Francesco Castano, and they're talking about Forbidden Door. Um, the stuff with Ishii and Takeshita was tremendous. Bro, that's, you know, they, so that must be a line, the stuff with, because that's with the, the stuff with the hands in the pants. Yeah. So let's go ahead. I'm sorry, Jeff. I don't know that they've ever worked together because they're in different promotions in Japan. And there was like... They were just, man, they were just great. Ishii, I thought Ishii was the star of the match, even though, like, storyline-wise, like, Kingston was kind of like the focal point. But every time Ishii was in there, you know, the place, and the place went totally nuts for him. I mean, one of the things, um, you know, and there's, like, whatever the number the number in the building was. I didn't get the final number, but it's, you know, in the 14,000 range. But this, um, you know, the whole thing about, you know, like, that that because these New Japan guys are not on our TV, you know, and and the New Japan TV show on Access is a very small viewership, and and New Japan World has very few subscribers in theory. You know, it's like you know whatever the number is. The in fact the United that States, no, you know. the, 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 just say the fact that nobody watches New Japan. That's what he's saying. So yeah. okay, bro. The fact that nobody's watching New Japan. Go ahead. Oh, whether it's forty thousand or whatever the number is, it's it's not a big number, but. You know, there's YouTube and there's video sharing and there's everything else. And, you know, Ishii is so Ishii and Suzuki. These guys are over to like, they're not over to like this little hardcore audience that people want to say. I mean, because this show was a Bro, big financial. Just, do you do you just like guys? Seriously, man. Do you just not hear the way he's trying to convince you of something he is trying to convince you, bro, to think like he does and see things the way he does. You, you, you hear it like that's he's methodically trying to convince you to feel or think a certain way. I, I, you, you guys, you can, you can hear it. And so, so that tells me, okay, bro, your customers are sheep. Because I'm not trying to lead my customers a certain way or another. Whatever they like, whatever they don't like, that's totally up to them. There's no reason for me to try to convince them, bro, you got to like what I like because of A, B, C, and D. That's exactly what he's doing here, bro. You know, even though grocery stores don't stock tangerines, and when they do, nobody really buys tangerines, and nobody's growing tangerines. Man, people love tangerines. <laughs> That's exactly it, bro. That's exactly it, man. That's what he's saying. It's ridiculous. This little hardcore audience that people want to say. I mean, because this show was a big financial success, you know, with this concept. And those guys come out, and, I mean, Ishii was so over in everything he does, and they know his spots. They know everybody's spots. Wait a you know, minute. They knew I Jungle Boy last didn't night. know the spots of the Japanese wrestlers. He just said that three minutes ago. Wait, wait. Did he just not say that, bro? You don't know what they're going to do. You don't know. He just said everybody knows his spots. Yeah, I, I thought, so they're, not, I thought they're not conditioning the audience to cheer. Oh, they're going to take my. you one way and go the other way, right? See, bro, he, he forgets what he says from day to day. I, I Bro, I could not imagine this podcast if one day I like somebody and the next day I didn't. Like, I, ju I just forgot. I forgot what I said about the person the day before. It was not yeah. only that, but it's not only that, but the uh, the Dynamite show on Wednesday, or it was actually Collision, it was last night, where they were doing the, the big announcement of who the partner was going to be for oh, Sting and Darby. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you just get that? We're talking about, like, wives, spending time with the wives and the kids. He's talking about collision that was last night. So, bro, Alvarez, who has a wife and a kid, is watching wrestling on Saturday night and then doing a show about it on Sunday. And oh, watching the pay-per-view. Yeah, so, oh. yeah. He's probably there. Who knows? Oh, my God. All right, go ahead, John. 
And Darby said, "Oh yeah, they went Jericho, nuts for Nitro." Well, not not necessarily went nuts, but Darby goes, "You've had an issue with this guy." He everybody knew. Has, he has beaten you, and he's beaten you at the Tokyo Dome. He didn't even say the guy's name, but everybody every, heard that this guy had beaten Jericho at the Tokyo Dome, and they started chanting Naito's name. Well, that, so that this was, was a crowd that knew these characters. Of course, that's the AEW crowd, bro. The AEW crowd are New Japan marks. Yes, we're saying beyond that, nobody gives a shit about New Japan. Well, why are you telling us, stating the obvious of what we already know? No, the point is, we're wrong, Vince. They're not just over to this niche audience, even though that's who goes to this. Yeah. Somehow now all these people that went to Forbidden Door are, what, casual fans? I mean, seriously? Is that what he's trying to get across here? I have That these guys are just over. They're just over, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, it's time for the closer. Thank God. This was sent in by Scott Smith and Matthew Ortiz. Now, before we play the clip, I don't know if you've seen this. There was a scary spot with Logan Paul and Ricochet and Money in the Bank. This is going to be hard for me to watch. No, because you can't really see what supposedly happens from this angle anyway. So they do this... uh, they do this spot. Supposedly, they land. I don't on their like head. watching stuff I can't watch. Well, you won't see it, but they say people are saying that they landed on their heads. You can't okay. see it though. All right. All right. So, they, they, if you're listening on the audio, they're they're doing bro, can, like can, this. Can you stop for a second, bro? See, go back, Jeff. Here's here's my problem with this, and I'll tell you this would be Al Snow's exact. You have no control. Look 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 how out of control both of them are because they can't control the ladder. They don't know what the ladder is going to do. Therefore, since it's not sturdy and it's not in place and it's not stabilized, they don't know where they're going to end up. I could tell you that before I see this, Jeff. Yeah, well, yeah, it's not with the ladder, which is weird, but okay. So supposedly either Ricochet or both of them hit their head. Okay, you can kind of see it there. It's hard to tell. But people are saying they hit they hit their heads, okay? Right. So we had that, and last week we had Kenny Omega right. being dropped on his head. Yeah, they, because you know why? The odds keep increasing. Okay, so in this clip sent by Scott Smith and Matthew Ortiz, Alvarez and Meltzer are comparing the two. The difference in the reaction to the Omega spot and the Ricochet and Logan Paul spot was so much different and they were well hold on let's be fair there's a big difference here and that is that kenny omega that spot was planned okay but the other spot was badly planned well the other spot the other spot was not designed it was not designed for them to go through the table head first that was a botch Okay, it, it was, was crazy. It was a botch, but if but they it had was... pulled it off correctly, they would have gone through like a normal well, Spanish Ken, flight. Kenny, Kenny Omega, in his you know, pulled it off correctly because he wasn't hurt. And those know, guys, but he, ended up he getting... land on landing on him. <laughs> I gotta stop it there before we continue. <laughs> that is the most ridiculous thing I think I have ever heard, bro. This is can I can I can I have this analogy here, bro? Can can I have yes. you've taken a couple of analogies yes. with the tangerines and everything yes. else? Can I have this analogy? Yes. Okay, bro. I'm gonna go back to the days of Evil Knievel. <laughs> Evil Knievel is jumping twenty buses. Okay. So on the jump, bro, Evil Knievel clips the 19th bus, and it's a horrendous crash, but Evil Knievel gets up. Bro, Evil Knievel go plan that perfectly, bro, because he was okay. (laughs) Are you insane? Are you insane, bro? Bro, and and then you're going to question the autism stuff? Are you insane, bro? Again, that, that has nothing to do with autism. That is idiotic. It's got plenty to do, bro. It's Not just that in his, that's in his mind, bro. That's in, in his mind, bro. If you didn't get hurt, everything was okay. Yeah, that's idiotic. Oh, my God. <laughs> Play that black. I want to make sure I heard this correctly, that it was perfect because he, him getting dropped on his head was perfect because he didn't get hurt. I think that's what he said. Not designed for them to go through the table head first. That no. was a botch. 
Okay, it, it was, was crazy. It was a botch, but if but they it had was... pulled it off correctly, they would have gone through like a normal oh, Spanish Ken, flight. Kenny, Kenny Omega, in his, you, you know, pulled it off correctly because he wasn't hurt. And those know, guys but he, ended up he not getting... planned on landing on his head. The other two didn't plan on landing on their heads. Okay, so you cannot you're... compare these two Wait, things. No, no, now, Alvarez is saying Omega plan. Oh, bro, you, you mark, mark this clip for uh, Al, even if you want to play it next week. So Alvarez is saying that Omega planned to take that bump the way he did. Yeah. Drop me straight on my head, please. Oh my! <laughs> if you watch, if you watch the move, because somebody had put up where they got it from, and it was two Japanese guys that did it in the nineties. I, I don't know if that's where the ninety one came <sighs> from or not, but the guy tucks his head, lands on his shoulders, in his back. So if they're trying to do that move, he's not trying to land on his head unless he's already brain damaged. Who says drop me straight on my head like I'm a pogo stick? They Please. may. They <laughs> may. Jeff, they may. Like, we we don't know. They may say drop me on my head. It'll look good and I'll be okay. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, my God. One, one, one was completely. Two didn't plan on landing on their head. Go back a little bit. You know, pulled it off correctly because he wasn't hurt. And those know, guys but he, ended up not getting planned on landing on his head. The other two didn't plan on landing on their heads. Okay, so you cannot two... compare these two things. No, but one, one, one was completely under control, and the other one was completely out of control. Well, yes, but and when you're under control, under control being dropped on your head—that's bad. Well, I agree. That's like I, saying, you know, I, you know, I jumped off a bridge into the Grand Canyon, but I, you know, I, I was under control. Till I landed, but the other one was don't do the other, that. The, the other one was more dangerous because the margin of error was much higher. <laughs> How is that in control? Planned, not a lot of margin of error. I mean, Jeff is it. <laughs> Because I think I'm going crazy now. I, I really am. I think listening to these two, I think I'm going crazy now. L l l let's get back on track. Jeff, the way I look at it, okay, landing on your head is landing on your head. Yeah. Period. End of story. Landing on your head is landing on your head. What 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 are, what are we debating here? The safer way to, to almost the safer yourself. way to land on your head? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. These guys are are bro, they're lost. They they they're just lost, bro. They're they're helpless causes, man. They they are absolutely lost, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I I didn't expect that out of Alvarez. Alvarez says marky things all the time. That's why he's always on this show, but he normally has good common sense. Yeah. At nah, least bro. With injuries and things like for him to say he planned to land on his head that I did not expect them. I mean, bro, stupid. they're 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 lost. I, I mean, they they they're just beyond ever 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 being normal human beings. They're they're way beyond that, bro. And now, if you just don't get hurt, then the move's correct. Okay, all right. So, Dave, every match that nobody gets hurt should be a five star match, then, because they didn't screw anything up, right? Right. Because that, that that was my question. He gave the star the match a six star match, and my question was. Bro, what, what, one wrestler dropped the other wrestler on his head and could have paralyzed them, but that got a six-star match. Now I understand it because it was planned to drop him on his head, bro. Wow. And now, uh, now everybody's looking at that. What did these guys do in this match that got six stars? Uh, bro, oh, the, 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 these guys are so lost, man. They, they, they are so lost that I almost feel sorry for them, man. You're, you're, you're debating, you're debating the right, the right way to land on your head. That's what you're debating, bro. Okay. You know what, bro? Then, then Dave, why, why don't you have the bucks take you in the ring and drop you on your head a hundred times in order to figure out the right way to do it, Jeff, in order, in order to figure out the right way to drop you on your head, bro, we're going to practice it 50 times. And with everything we know about concussions now, they're they're still seriously saying. Oh, and isn't Alvarez like, the one that 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 claimed that oh that, that during the brawl for all we we knew we knew all that stuff about concussions when that didn't happen till well after the fact. The case study with that doctor in the NFL, we didn't know anything about it. So now now they're basically justifying 
it's okay to drop people on their heads. Well, to be fair, they said it was crazy either way, even if you planned it. But they still think that they're purposely dropping each other on their head. Uh, bro, that's 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 the you 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 talk about you talk about bizarro land, bro. That that's insanity, man. That's insanity. It it, it will put put anything over for AEW. I, I mean it, it's pure propaganda. You you should see what this video game is getting buried by video game people, journalists. It's but it's the buried. greatest game according to but, the- you know, the wrestling fans. Oh yeah, the game is awesome. What yeah. you people don't even play freaking video games. The only reason you're playing it is because it's an AEW game, and so you have to like it because it's an AEW game. Right. Everybody else, they I'm I'm seeing the people that that stream it that I that I know who they are. Like I'm first off, like, I can't believe they're playing this game. They play it once and they're done. They're done. They're yeah. not going back to it. it. It's it's getting buried like big time. Insane. But the, these people will put it over because yeah. it's AEW. Unbelievable. Unreal. All right, Jeff. I I got a freaking headache now. So what uh what's going on in your Well, world, did you bro? did you get the headache on purpose? Yes, I okay. got it on purpose. I gave myself a headache on purpose, but All I right. did it the right way. Yeah. All right. If you guys would like to send in clips to the show, you do so to me. The only place I take submissions is to email at gmail.com. If you send in video and audio, please make them around 30 seconds to a minute. MP3s and MP4 formats, please. If you send in tweets, please include both a link and a screenshot to the tweet. email at gmail.com. And remember, guys, there is a bonus show, bro. There's a bonus show over on patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. You could be a part of that bonus show and castrate marks with us. Even if you do it just for a month, bro, get on the show with us. We have a blast. We have a, a fun time with the uh, front line. Also guys over on Patreon. Hey mom doing the TV show in the basement. Check that out. Patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. That is it. Everybody for me and Jeff. We'll see you next time.